I don't know. I don't know what to say. Welcome to PHX Sun Devils post-game show brought to you by the one only DraftKings Sportsbook app. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Use promo code PHNX when you sign up. Are you happy? What the hell? What the hell? That was absolutely one of the most insane endings to the game that I've witnessed. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I feel like it was kind of bullshit. I mean, it was 1.4 seconds. Then they stopped the clock, put 1.7 seconds on, inbounds it again. It throws up an insane freaking half-court shot. I have no idea how that went in, but it did. And somehow it made it within time for the buzzer, 66-65. Only the fucking Sun Devils. That's pretty much all I can say. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, this game shouldn't have been close in general, so there's no, no. gripe about anything there. Um, it, it's a once in a lifetime thing for a player to do. It, I, I don't know. I mean, there's not really much you could say. I'm glad it happened early. Uh, if that's the that's the only good takeaway I can have, and it just wasn't it wasn't close. It, it, like, or it, it, it shouldn't have been close, and they so, should have lost this game. They deserve to lose this game. My problem goes back to their defense in the first half, especially. They had absolutely piss poor defense, especially around the perimeter. They could not block any shots. I mean, UC Riverside just had the momentum. They were nailing three after three after three, and ASU just could not get the momentum going for themselves on that side. A lot of really poor shots. Not so much uh, – there really wasn't a lot of uh, cleanup stuff, you know. I just – I felt like there were places that the guys could have been that they still weren't there, but the position was open on the floor. So, you know, things like that. Yeah, 100%. Let's component. This is what you get when you play around. Um, you, you play down to a team's level. Uh, I get that it's early. I get that they don't have everything set. Um, I get all that. But at the end of the day, you're uh, you're a power five team, um, and you yeah. have you have so much talent on your roster. And when you can't when you can't get a bucket when you need it, it's it's not good. And they couldn't get they couldn't buy a bucket all night when they needed it down the stretch. And and I mean, yeah, they deserve to lose this game in, in that type of fashion. Heartbreaking, you know. And it's tough for the fans. I think everybody in here was absolutely speechless. You know, right at the very end. The final bucket that was the go-ahead bucket by Luther Muhammad had everybody to their feet, you know. And we – well, I, I at least thought the game was done at that point. I didn't see that he had called a timeout for the other team as, uh, either. I don't think a lot of people in the arena realized that. And then once they saw it, it really took a lot of the energy out of there, but everyone was still kind of, like, anxious to see. And then he put that shot up, and it just was, like, stunned. It went from, Look. like, everybody cheering to just absolutely, like, our – what the look the, did he the fact just make that the fact that Bobby Hurley called a timeout to let them set up is absolutely ridiculous. That's one of the worst coaching decisions I've seen on in, in ASU athletics. Like that is something Thank you, you don't do. You see, UC Riverside had no timeouts. They they are they're chaotically trying to get open with 1.7 seconds left after a made bucket. All momentum's on ASU's side. All you have to do is not foul and pray that a heave doesn't go in. Or get a steal. I mean, they had no play design. They threw it up, and yeah, he was closer to the basket, but I guarantee that shot doesn't go in. This one was farther, for sure, but it, it, why are you trying to get a steal? Just stay in front. Don't gamble. Don't gamble. At the at the end of the day, why are you calling a timeout? There's no reason to call a timeout when UCR does not have any timeouts. It's ridiculous. I don't know, man. I was sitting here this whole game really looking at the clock, looking at the score, looking at what I was seeing on the court and the production and just waiting for things to pick up. And it kind of never did. And I realized that, well, okay, because I like to keep a notebook and kind of write myself yeah. little notes, um, especially when I do pretty much any type of game coverage. Um, so I kind of at least know what was going on. And in this game, I really didn't have anything to write that was good. And I kind of just closed it and I'm like, this is going to be a bad game. Like this post game, if they win, it's going to be basically just me ripping them 
apart because it was a bad performance. It's not like I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, but they won by one against UC Riverside. No, they look like shit. Like you said, they deserve to lose in this game. They did not play well. I mean, a lot of really poor uh, passes, too. There was a lot of turnovers in this game. I just – I don't know what's going on with this offense, if they're still working a little bit on their communication and trying to get a a, a rhythm and a flow. Um, I did notice, though, that I liked Luther Muhammad uh, and his ability to change up his speed. But I felt like that when he was doing it a little bit in this game, it wasn't at the right time. Like, he's trying to slow things down on the court and, like, pretty much getting a turnover in the process because he doesn't realize someone's coming up behind him and they just strip the ball. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, again, second game in a row, Kamani Lawrence was the best player on the floor and it wasn't close. Uh, 19 points. I believe he finished with 12 rebounds. Yeah, 12 rebounds, um, three offensive rebounds, a block. Alonzo Gaffney had uh, four blocks. He was big in the interior. I don't really understand I feel the. Like... I don't really understand the Olmstead stretch with, with with seven minutes to go, leaving him until the four minute mark. I get that Enoch didn't have a great game, and I get that he was kind of playing soft, but Olmstead's not the guy that's going to protect the interior. And and. Uh, so I think that they went with Olmstead because of what he was able to do last year for the team. He did a ton um, in terms of having to yeah. step up. So I think they put him in that position thinking, okay, you've been in this position before. You've played in close games. Try you know what new. to expect. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm not mad at that decision. I think Olmstead, I mean, it's early enough in the season. It's a low enough opponent where, you know, it, I think if we're going to try it, try it now, see if it works. Um, the thing that I, I was kind of just – annoyed with I guess I would say was just kind of the lack of discipline um by the players in terms of trying to just focus and buckle down and and really close out the game and hit those shots and make sure they're communicating with each other I mean you know you're already having issues with that going into the locker room coming back out of the half it looked like they were gonna pick things up and then it just never happened like I said with the first half so you know it's it's upsetting to see with this team you know I almost feel like they were Everybody was promised a lot from them, and they're not necessarily delivering. But it's kind of the same thing that I said after Moonlit Madness. Um, I have a lot of concerns about this men's basketball team, way more than I do the women's squad. I think the women's squad has a lot less to worry about this year moving forward. As they, I know they didn't have a great season last year either, but I think that they're in a much better position now. I think Charlie Turner Thorne had them buckled down with that mentality of defense and being a good defensive player and how you can contribute on the – on the court, even if you're not scoring. And I think that's something that Bobby Hurley's players need to think about a little bit more and work on. I don't know, Shane, if you want to contribute to that thought or add anything to it, but I feel Uh, like besides Alonzo Gaffney in terms of trying to be everywhere and get the blocks and the steals and force turnovers, I feel like there's not a whole lot of that um, from anybody else except Kamani Lawrence, but Kamani Lawrence is already carrying the weight of being the main scorer right now for the first two games of the season at least. Yeah, I mean, this is just a team that isn't as well put together as the woman. They're just not well put together in general. Um, there's a lot of you, – you can just see the growing pains and and with all the new transfers and new phases. I mean, look, it's game two. Um, they escape They escape away with a win. Uh, if they escaped away with a win, rather, I should say, uh, then, you know, maybe it's a little bit – it sits a little better because then you can just say it's game two. The loss hurts mm-hmm. early, but it's not the end of the world. Um, it's a very upsetting way to lose. I'm very angry. Um, let's let's just get this out of the way because I don't want to have that much fun on the show. We'll get the fun part out of the way. My lyric of the game um, tonight. Uh, I didn't. I, it, it's it's. I don't know what song it's from. It's definitely in a song. Shane's mouth in this. <laughs> your mouth in this graphic. I cannot. Um, I, I I I don't know what song it would be. I'm sure it's in a song somewhere. But my lyric of the game tonight is "What the fuck." It's definitely in a song somewhere. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, that's my lyric of the game. That was it, just. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. It an upsetting loss to uh, a 
mid-major team at the buzzer. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it was not it was not good. And like I said at the beginning, you know, they just did a really, really poor job in the first half of defending the perimeter and really just kind of sh- shutting down UC Riverside's momentum. They just let them get it going and they let them get in a flow and they really didn't do much to off uh, to disrupt that defensively. Um, and then I think it just let UC Riverside stay in the game for far too long. You know, they went into the half leading and then it, ASU never was able to come back. You know, they were playing from behind very much like the football team, they struggle when they have to play from behind a lot of times. Yeah. I mean, in years past, that wasn't so much an issue. I mean, we saw Arizona State come back by like, God, how many to beat U of A one year? I mean, yeah. so um, it can be done. We know that Bobby Hurley has the ability to fun way to, play, to that level. Oh, no, not at all. But I mean, <laughs> if you're already having to worry about playing from behind against UC Riverside, we didn't even hit Pac-12 play yet. Jeez, Louise, I do not want to think about that. That's going to be a nightmare. Uh, well, the well, nightmare is Baylor next week. Uh, number four team in the country, I think, right now. Is that next week or the week after? Maybe a week after. It's Bahamas. It's in- I think they have two weeks to prepare. Next week, they, I know Monday next week is uh, North Florida. That is their next game. So yep. hopefully they'll be able to regroup enough that they can get a win over North Florida because that would be very disappointing to lose back-to-back games to pretty much nobody. Yeah, Baylor is on November 24th. They're number eight right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. they're playing that game in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, I do miss Jalen House a lot. Um the only person that I could see that kind of resembles Jalen House and how much he brings is Jemiah Neal when he comes off the bench. But Jemiah Neal is nowhere even close to what Jalen House brings on offense. I mean, Jalen House obviously wasn't the best offensive talent, but man, Jemiah Neal's raw. He is just discombobulated. He's all over the place when he dribbles. But on the defensive end, kind of reminds me of it. But yes, I miss Jalen House a ton. I love how he played. This is the thing that really made me angry tonight, Britt, is – with about 12 minutes to go, um, there was a bunch of disruption and they were playing good team defense. And Luther Muhammad mm-hmm. was able to come up with a steal that he ended up dribbling off himself and missing a yep. layup. That would have cut the, uh, that would have made the, uh, that would have cut, that would have, they would have increased their lead to, I think, eight. Um, and, and that instead, again is instead, things that drive me insane with this yeah. team missing the easy buckets. And we saw it on Tuesday. It, they're right there wide open and they just cannot get the ball to go in. And I don't know if it's just a lack of execution all the way throughout or what, but yes, Leah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the, the thing with that play was they missed the layup and then they give up a layup on the other end and it's a four point swing basically. And they're wide open in the game. You see Riverside trying to close the door on themselves. They kept, missing threes. They kept taking bad shots, turning the ball over for the love of God. And ASU just kept pulling it back open. They said, no, you're, you're fine. You can stay in this game. Yeah, this is they, how we want to play. literally let them. They let them stay in the game. It was really frustrating to watch. Um, you know, you talked about um, kind of just letting them play into it. And we were talking about the missed shots before I saw that uh, comment from Leah. But one thing I did want to touch on, though, that I felt like I could tell was improved this season a lot is Kamani Lawrence and his comfortability, you know, with his handle, especially, uh, you know, driving in the lane. I feel like you could tell that has improved this year, at least. So that is one other positive thing I wanted to touch on before we dove too deep into the next. Well, Sorry, I mean, keep going. More than that, Kamani's offensive game has taken a huge step forward everywhere. I oh, mean, yeah, 100%. I mean... Yeah, he's always had that floater. Uh, he added this weird fade that he goes to sometimes in the paint. Um, obviously, the muscle he put on is huge. Relentless, always a good rebounder, but now he can he, he can put up some points. As I said, 19 and 12 tonight after a 19 and 10 performance Tuesday. 
So I believe his freshman year, his field goal percentage rating was 45%. I think it dropped to 41 his sophomore and junior year. Uh, his senior year last year, I think it went up to 51. And this year it's at 60. It was at 65 after the first yeah. game. And I know it's just game one, but you're already setting the tone of having to be or that you are the leader. You already knew that coming in. You were going to be one of the two leaders on the team. Right now, you don't have Jalen Graham here, so obviously all eyes are going to go to him. And so I think early on, especially in terms of setting a tone and establishing things for the year, Kamani Lawrence is setting himself up to have a phenomenal year, especially in terms of continuing to improve his year-over-year overall stats. Yeah, he might be one of the most improved players in college basketball right now. He was only averaging eight points a game last year, and I think that was the most he'd ever averaged in a year. Um, and now he's obviously averaging 19 yeah. a game. Which and then last year, he, he really started to explode last year around mid-February, I want to say. Maybe it was early February when they had the two games back-to-back -back pretty much against Washington. And he was able to put up um, the 21 point or what, what was it, 20 points and 21 rebounds or 20 mm -hmm. points and 21 – I don't know if I just said the same thing twice, but it was one or the other vice yeah. versa. But his ability to really make plays on the court for this team has been absolutely phenomenal. And it's something you'd like to see other players start to do. And I think I'm the most excited to see Alonzo Gaffney play because he seems like he is the playmaker, like he has that ability to be a playmaker. But right now it just seems like, you know, he too is a little bit sloppy. He has some things that he can, you know, tighten up a little bit in his game, but I, I don't know. I don't know what's not clicking hey, with this team. There just needs to be more of them. Yes. We're being attacked. There are two U of A fans in the chat right now. We're being we're being swarmed by U of A fans. I mean, let them have it. Yeah. I well, mean, yeah. There's let them have that... it. We just lost to UC Riverside, and to be 100 percent honest, um, I mean, they need to celebrate something because their football team is goddamn atrocious. So hey, we'll let them win. have their moment. Win. One win that really was only because COVID, uh, like COVID, took cows. Like they had 24 players out for that game. You put yeah. those 24 players back in with Cal. Cal whoops U of A's ass. We'll, so we'll let U of A have their win and enjoy their moment, enjoy the basketball season. Hey, Loto Capone, permission granted. Yeah, Loto <laughs> Capone, you can go ahead and fire back, but I'm not going to run my mouth because um, you just lost to we'll, UC Riverside, and I have yeah. nothing to say other than that was a terrible performance. Um, this is my stat of the game. Uh, UC Riverside, UC Riverside shot 48% from three. Uh, Flynn Cameron of UC Riverside. Oh was my six God. Nine. 48% from the three. 48%. Jesus. Oh my. Wait, hang on. My, my headphone fell out. Uh, um, That's about bad. The night it is. Yeah. That's really yeah. bad. Oh my yeah. goodness. I didn't know it was that bad. I mean, I could tell, but I wasn't keeping a super close eye on the stats. And um, ASU was, shot 27% from three. So do with that what you Sounds will. about right. They were shooting 26% from the three uh, the other night, and it looked pretty much the exact same in terms of being equally as atrocious, so I'm not surprised. Um, it would have been nice to see them not put up as many threes, which is kind of the same thing that Bobby said in the press conference on Tuesday. They put up way too many threes way too early, and then they did it again this game. So it's like, Again, it's the same thing that we've been seeing with football where it's like, where are, the, where are things not translating in the breakdown in terms of what coaches are telling the players and what they actually go out there and yeah. do? I don't uh, know. Yeah. You know who shoots higher than 47%? Um, I do on our PHNX Daily Bets show. And I use the DraftKings okay. Sportsbook app when, I, when I'm shooting my shot at some bets. If you want to participate in the activities of You only shoot your shot at bets because women don't reply. Exactly. Yeah. Real nice. You're catching on, Britt. Um, use promo code PHNX when you sign up and bet just $1 on any. I'm going to go with NBA. I know I'm going to go with NFL. You can do both, though. You can bet $1 on any NFL or NBA team uh, to score a point. If either team in that game does score a point, 
Uh, you get $100 in free bets. Uh, it's just that easy when you sign up using code PHNX. I wish I could have uh, bet on a buzzer beater. Or, yeah, I wish I could have bet on a buzzer beater tonight because the odds would have been really, really good. I don't think I would have because I didn't think the game yeah, would be Yeah, you would have been like, no, this game, they're not going to – yeah, I wouldn't have um, thought the game was going to be this close. But they do have props, not like that, but they have some pretty uh, – They have basically anything else you can think of on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, that's 21-plus Arizona-only gambling problem called 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. <sighs> I don't even know what to say. It's just so it hurts. Right now. I'm like laughing at myself because I'm just like standing here just like mopey. Like, okay, here, uh... let's play. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Okay. What is more likely that shot going in or, or what's more likely than that shot going in, Britt? Give me, give me something that's more likely. Herm Edwards and Bobby Hurley both saying see you later to Arizona state. Or getting see you later. Yeah, or getting or getting Lane Kiffin on a tarmac somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'd say honestly, I'd say um, that uh, giraffe in a, in my backyard talking to me while I'm sleeping is more likely than that shot ever going in again. I'm more likely to fall down the stairs and break my other ankle than that shot going. You're more in. likely than than that for <laughs> for ASU to hit a free throw, man. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, let's get to the free throw numbers though. 60% for UC Riverside, 77, a little bit better from ASU, but some costly free throws missed by Bagley. Bagley had a pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty darn good game comparatively, um, from last year. I also, again, the Kamani Lawrence or the, uh, Marion Jackson disappearance is still here and it hurts because I've talked him up so much. Uh, Marvin Bagley, 18 points, two, four rebounds, two assists. Um, not that bad turnover wise, only 10 tonight for the Sun Devils, 13 for UCR. Um, as I mentioned, Marion Jackson was two for seven from the field, which is an uptake in his points yesterday or Tuesday because he was one for seven with two points. He was two for seven with six points and two made free throws. Um, and other than that, there was really nothing to look at. Um, Luther Muhammad had an all-around good game, like he basically will always do this year, most likely. Five rebounds, three assists, two steals. Um, as I mentioned, Alonzo Caffney had four blocks in addition to his six points. So that's the box score breakout. Here's the crazy tonight. thing. You, you hear the box score breakdown and what some of the players were able to put up, and it still realistically, when you actually watch the game, did not look good. It didn't look like they were doing that much. So you think about what they're going to be able to do when they're able to clean things up, put this together, get an offensive rhythm going, and, you know, hopefully uh, get things coached up a little bit better. That's going to be a really good team if they're able to start really putting the pieces together all over the court. But right now, what we're seeing is just a little bit. I, I feel like we're seeing pieces, but they're not working together as a team enough still. They're still missing that aspect. Yeah, angry Graham. If that does happen, and uh, U of A beats ASU in football, you're more than welcome to come in here and laugh your ass off. Um, we will admit that firsthand, and I might even um, take ASU out of my bio if that happens. So, hey, um, angry Graham. If uh, so, what happens when U of A comes up here and loses in football? Though, then what? Do we get to like? Do we get <laughs> no, to go in ha- your nope, chat and happens. laugh at you, or no? Like, no, do we no, laugh we in don't. their chat? Because uh, because we're higher than that, we're better than that. Um, the the thing, this really makes me mad, Britt. Why does ASU have two coaches that are so likable yet so frustrating? Because I I love Bobby Hurley and I love Herm Edwards, but it's just not all I working. have. To, the only 
The only key thing I can draw from both of them is that they're both from New Jersey. And I don't know <laughs> anything else about them besides that that I can link them being together for, but they're both from New Jersey. Well, they're both they're um, both they're both entertaining. They are. I mean, I love both of them. I love their personality and, and the players love both of them. But I here's my thing. I don't want to talk too much football because we're going to talk no, well, a whole I don't lot of football, football tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, but we're just talking coaches. I feel like mm-hmm. both of them, um, both of them are really solid coaches. I think they ha- both have a very different coaching style, but I think that Bobby's style still teaches more discipline than Herms does, um, and that's kind of the only takeaway I have in terms of looking at it from a really general, broad overview. But yeah, well, look at this point. Not worried. Um, it hurts. It sucks. That makes it's one of us ASU. because I am incredibly worried about this offense right now. I don't think that this Sun Devil offense that they're putting on the hardwood looks very good. I think they're putting up a lot of really poor shots. I think they need to tighten things up. I, I don't know, man. I'm uh, yep, a little concerned. I mean, a lot needs to be tightened. Uh, the stress level for me is probably a three out of ten. Uh, it's just that's it. That that went down quick, Shane. Well, I, I was mad. I'm mad. I, I, I mean, we lost. The, the SASU team lost. Okay, my stress beater. level and my anger go like hand in hand. So maybe uh, that's just don't. me. And I assume everybody. Okay. Mine yeah. don't. I just like yelling. It helps me. Um, but at the end of the day, two games into the season, uh, completely new roster coming off of a really, really weird year um, last year. So, I mean, they, they weren't expected to be completely gelling right now to two, two games in the season. They definitely were expected to be a little more and uh, be able to score when they need a bucket. But again, at the end of the day, second game, it sucks to lose. It sucks to even play them close, but I'm not, I'm not terribly worried that I would rather ha- be in this situation, uh, losing on a buzzer beater to a team that they shouldn't have lost to than having a team that is really, really undersized and under talented and worrying about that because you can't grow. You can't fix yeah. the, that, that type of stuff. You can fix this. This is very fixable stuff. That is just, true. We're going to find out if Bobby Hurley is the coach that we think he is. That is 100% true, Shane, because now that you pointed out, there are years past that I can think of um, specifically where it's your, your hands are kind of tied um, if you are the coach in that position because you just don't have a lot of the talent that's needed to compete with other teams in the conference in said sport. And um, I can think of a couple sports that Arizona State has struggled with that uh, in the past decade with. Uh, one of the most recent that comes to mind is uh, gymnastics when R- Renee List was here, and she just completely demolished that roster to the point those girls literally could not compete with anybody. And so, um, you know, watching where that team was at, and you couldn't mm-hmm. even ask them to do something because they literally just did not have the talent to where they're at now, you know, if they lose a meet, it's not the biggest deal. I feel like it's kind of the same thing with this basketball team. You know, you think about where this team was when Herb Sendek was here and where they've gone to under Bobby Hurley. And, I mean, I think it's hard sometimes for people to keep things in perspective, myself included, because, you know, things were on the trajectory trajectory um, yeah. and projection of going upwards for so long. And now I feel like, you know, with the COVID, it kind of – well, before COVID, it was – literally on track to win the Pac-12 championships or at least can like compete for it, then everything got slipped through your fingers like sand. Uh, last year was disappointing. This year you're hoping to, to get back to what was left hanging in the balance when the world shut down. I don't know. There's just a lot, you know? Yeah. It, uh, uh, we're back on Tuesday. Uh, ASU plays on Tuesday or Monday. Monday. Um, and then 
uh, SDSU later on that week. Uh, bigger tests coming. Uh, lots needs to be picked up. Britt, there's a triathlon on Saturday, right? That's something. There is. Well, actually, there's a little bit more basketball to talk. We talked a little bit about the girls at the beginning and how I personally have been a little bit higher on them since before the season started than the men. Uh, tomorrow, it's going to be a huge game. Another Power 5 opponent in Minnesota from the Big Ten coming down here to compete. They're retiring Brian January's jersey. It is already up here in the rafters, ready to go. It's rolled up up there, ready to Love get it. dropped. It's going to be super exciting. So I'll be out here for that. Um, going to do a story on that. If you're gonna, if you're looking to watch some good basketball, come watch Charlie Turner Thorns girls. They'll tear it up out here on the court. Hey, where can those, where can those people in the chat read your story, Britt? People in the chat can go to GoPHNX to read my story. It's on the Sun Devils site under there. We got T-shirts and merch. We're doing a T-shirt giveaway tomorrow if we get to 750 followers. Which, because of that buzzer beater, now we actually might. So we'll see. Yeah, but, you got you got to think of the bright side. Yeah, so go ahead. <laughs> Share, keep sharing. You know what? Um, blow that up. Tag. People. Oh, here's here, here's a bright thing. Uh, the Kamani Lawrence dunk. Oh, wow, yeah, that was awesome. That, that was tomahawk awesome. was impressive. Uh, that's something at least. If you haven't seen yeah. that yet, I retweeted it. So um, you can follow me at Shane Deef. Go find that. Um, it's some fun stuff. Uh, and yeah, I mean this this team. There's a lot of time to get together before Pac-12 play starts. Obviously, I mean, they're going to start playing really good teams soon. Um, what's worse, losing by a buzzer beater or a Hail Mary? Let's say both games buzzer are for beater. the Pac-12. Let's say both games are for the Pac-12 title. I think oh. Hail Mary. Hail Mary's more Yeah, improbable. actually. Because you can defend Hail that. Mary. That's something okay. you can totally defend, and, and you can swat that down. If Once the, the shot Pac-12 goes up, title, you can't do anything. Yeah, if it's for the Pac-12 title, I would say Hail Mary, I think, too. Because Well, also because uh, I think it's a, it takes a lot longer to get a football program to that championship caliber level than it does basketball. I think with basketball, you only have five teams or five guys on the court at once or girls, uh, depending on who's playing. You know, you have your bench. It's not super deep, but you have a couple guys. It's not like you have 100 players that you have to deal with. It's not like you're trying to recruit all these different skilled positions. So, um, in my opinion, yeah, I think you're right. I think it would be more heartbreaking, too, for uh, for it to be a Hail Mary just because to be at the Pac-12 championships and then lose on a Hail Mary after all of the anticipation to try to get back there for years, that would be disappointing. <laughs> I just got sad again. So, yeah. I just thought about the ball going in the room, and I got sad again. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I got to give myself a pat on the back. Yeah, what a shot, Fucking huh? badass shot, man. Huh? I can't believe I got that on camera. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's uh, to tell the people where they can find that right now. You could find that at phnx underscore sun devils on Twitter. And y'all should go over there and also tell your friends to follow us for our giveaway for our t-shirt so that you can be entered to win. Retweet, follow us, you'll be entered. Yeah, uh, Britt, one last closing thought. What is the most dire need for this ASU team, do you think? Aside from coaching, what do you think they need to get together <laughs> player-wise? I know you're going to say that, player-wise. Uh, no, actually, I was going to say I think they need to set their defense up, uh, especially in terms of uh, shooting down or guarding more around the perimeter and, and sh- shutting guys down out there because th- there's no reason that they should be shooting 47% from the three. Yeah. Uh, one of the hardest things to judge is 
uh, red or uh, sorry, red zone. God, I'm already getting into the football mode. Uh, is um, de- uh, three point defense. You know, it's you can't really tell if a team is hot or they're getting open looks, and it was a kind of a mixture of both. I think for tonight, uh, it's 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 never an easy thing to swallow when uh, when stuff when that's happening when because it feels like it feels like you're getting somebody's trying to shove a, a fire hose down your throat and make you drink it because it's 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 impossible to be like this can't go in this can't go in and and they were yeah. doing it in the first half and they slowed down in the second half but as we said they they couldn't get back into it. Um, yeah, final recap. Uh, you all guys already know. Uh, UCR beats ASU at home 66 to 65. Uh, Britt, I actually uh, have the video in here to show the people. Um, so okay. If you, guys, uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, here is Britt's video from the game. so depressing i was like where'd you go you can follow me at shane deef you can follow Brittany <laughs> at bboyer07 you can follow our sun devils twitter at phnx underscore sun devils follow or subscribe to our youtube phnx underscore sports and all across social media as you can find us at phnx underscore sports Give us a follow. Leave a like on the video. Uh, subscribe. Remember, we're always here to come vent with. After um, yeah, or just after, game. or if you're just like drunk at one a.m. and you and you, you want to talk sleep, ASU sports, so... you can DM me on Twitter. My DMs are open. Don't DM um, me. Mine are open, me. but don't DM me. You I don't DM me them. right there. Don't worry. I'll give you guys a hug virtually. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at four p.m. live talking football. Yeah, so we're moving it up an hour. Moves. So uh, we're gonna be moosing around. So super excited for that. Uh, yeah, we got some man on the street content for tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. I was kind of hoping to debut like the pitchfork player of the game for this game, but everyone, I don't, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we got to wait for, we got to wait till they win for that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, it was, it was kind of fun. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoy, I enjoy venting. Uh, we will see you, as I said, tomorrow, and then we'll see you for ASU post game for uh, football on Saturday. Have a good one, and don't cry. Peace.